Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God, our Father, and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. It has finally arrived. It is Christmas Day. Does it feel like Christmas? If cold and snow mean Christmas, then surely it feels like Christmas. If festive music and cards and trees and lights and get-togethers mean Christmas, then truly it feels like Christmas. If hustle and bustle and little sleep and chaos and trouble and screaming and disappointment and wrong gifts and unhappiness mean Christmas, then sadly for some, I suppose, it feels like Christmas. Many people are let down this time of the year. Perhaps they don't get the gifts that they had wanted. Or the cold and the clouds leave them feeling rather depressed. Families may be split by distance or divorce or even death, and thus they are never the same. And churches often are not as full as they used to be. But do these things ruin Christmas? What, if anything, can ruin Christmas? What can ruin the day that so many of us have been anticipating for quite some time? Can accidents or medical problems? Can war or hunger? Can drunkenness or neglect? Can old grudges or new wounds? Can the economy? Can dried out or cold food or boring presents? Can rowdy pre children or rude guests? Can these ruin Christmas? No, for I'm here to remind you that none of these things can come even close to ruining Christmas, not even death. For death has lost its sting, the grave has lost its victory, for our Lord Jesus Christ was born to defeat death and bring life and immortality to light. The Christmas message is about Christ Jesus, who was born for us, to save us from our sins. He is God made flesh, the Word made flesh. He is the true God begotten of the Father from all worlds and true man born of the Virgin Mary. He is the one that our gospel and epistle described as the one by whom all things were made. And he now takes residence in human flesh. These are facts, and they reveal the real Christmas, which cannot be reversed. And because these realities cannot be changed concerning who Christ is or what he has done for our salvation, Christmas cannot be ruined. While our celebrations of Christmas may not always go as we wish, true Christmas cannot be ruined. It cannot be ruined any more than God himself can be ruined or the birth of Jesus in Bethlehem be undone. For we have 
a Savior, who is Christ the Lord, born in the city of David, born to come to redeem us from our sins. Yet, as we know, the place in which he was born was not his home. And this fallen world ultimately is not ours either. We may try to find success and happiness in this world, but we will not find lasting success or unending happiness. For all that is in this world is fleeting and it will be destroyed. Nothing in this life lasts forever. The seasons, we see them come and go. The generations, they rise up and they pass away. We spend countless hours toiling away at things that often will not last and often don't even help our neighbors. And all this fuss doesn't get us very far. It may help pass the time or provide some entertainment. But in the end, we gather here to celebrate the true joys that we have and lasting joy and happiness, which is found in the word of our Lord, which endures forever, in our Christ child who was born for us and who lives and reigns and is seated at the right hand of the majesty. True joy is found in Christ who lives for us. True joy is found in the one who redeemed us at the cross, dying for us and has risen for us. True joy is to be with Jesus, our Savior, Jesus who is Emmanuel, God with us. He became one of us, truly a man but without sin, so that he can become our sin. He lived with us, and he can even identify with us, for he lived in this sin-corrupted world. But because he has come into this world to take on our sin and give us the gift of life and salvation, we can declare that he is our Emmanuel, God with us. And this is the heart of the gospel and a most joyous word of promise. While phonies and thieves are trying to destroy these truths to replace them with lies, while false, false prophets claim to stand in the name of Christ and teach other religions, while apathetic men tend to simply ignore the fact that Christ was born and that he will come back to judge, and while many churches have supposed the right way to celebrate Christmas Day is to cancel church on this day, the reality is the gospel of Christ melts our sinful hearts of stone and turns our attention toward our Savior, Jesus. For he alone has the words of eternal life. The Bible, the word that brings life, the word that makes us wise to salvation is truly the word of God. He is truth. He cannot lie. The word made flesh is true. Yet many people spend little time in this life-giving and life-saving word of God. They do not think too much about the mystery of the incarnation or what Jesus Christ truly suffered in order to take our sin away. 
So it is good for us to take time pondering this wondrous mystery. The word became flesh and dwelt among us, meaning God himself became flesh. God was born of the Virgin Mary. This only begotten son of God existed from all eternity and all things were made through him that were made. And now he takes on human form born as a baby. As a baby, Jesus, of course, had his mother taking care of him. But yet, because he is and remains God, he at the same time is sustaining his mother and the entire world there when he was born in Bethlehem. That is a profound mystery. It is a profound mystery to think on the Holy Trinity and that Jesus is the second person of the Trinity, yet the only one who takes on human flesh, yet God remains one. It is a profound mystery to think that God can become man, incarnate in the flesh, that God could be born in that lowly town of Bethlehem, that town so named the House of Bread. How can all of this be? We, like Mary, ponder these things in our hearts, even if we cannot fully understand or comprehend that which has taken place. And look at what our Lord Jesus Christ does for us right away. Upon his conception by the Holy Spirit, his family makes that journey to Bethlehem because of that taxation by Caesar Augustus. Joseph was of the lineage of David, and and so he is from Bethlehem, and so he must return to his ancestral home. And there Jesus is born, fulfilling the prophecies that were made in the Old Testament, and he is wrapped in swaddling clothes. He is laid in a manger, a feeding trough, because there is no room for them in the inn. Already, though, as Jesus does these most amazing and wondrous things, we can see that the world is already saying that there is no place for him. Yet he is visited and worshipped by some lowly shepherds and by the Magi. He is circumcised on the eighth day. He flees to Egypt to escape Herod, who wants him dead. What amazing mysteries for us to ponder in our hearts. To think that God took up our flesh and allowed us to do these things to him. That he would be born without a bed in a place for animals to dwell. That he would suffer the knife at the age of eight days. And that he would later be rejected by men and forsaken by God as he bore the sins of the world. He goes to Jerusalem to die. He does all this out of his perfect, selfless love and mercy. He does this because he loves you and cares for you. Truly, Christmas cannot be ruined. And still, despite the wonder and glory of the Christ child born to Mary, despite the uncomplaining lamb led forth to the slaughter, how cheaply and how readily we would sell our souls. 
We lost and covet all that he went without, honor and prestige and fame and fortune and power. How we long to take control of our lives and the world around us. How madly we desire every form of pleasure, gluttony and sexual deviancy, mindless shallow entertainment and juicy gossip. How low will we stoop? What lies will we tell? What disgusting perversions will we indulge in when we think no one is looking? And then pride rears its ugly head, seeking to justify itself, turning blame on others, pretending as if we have been the good ones. We have tried hard enough. And don't forget, we turn Christmas into parties and presents, thinking that's what Christmas is all about, not realizing what the true Christmas is. We keep on longing for nostalgia rather than longing for the truth of God's word. You, dear brothers and sisters in Christ, have been called out of darkness into God's most glorious light. Live in that light. Repent and turn from your sin. And be of good cheer, for Christ our Lord has overcome the world. So not, only, so not even your sin can ruin Christmas. Not even the temptations that you face can ruin Christmas. For Christ our Lord was born to take away those sins, to answer for those temptations, to redeem you from your sin, from death, and from the power of the devil. He has come to be your Savior, to shed his blood for you on the cross in Jerusalem, and to declare you to be his chi child, to give you the gift of life and salvation. Our Lord Jesus Christ was faithful to his Father, despite living in this world so thoroughly corrupt with sin, he himself remained that sinless son of God. And so what he has done for you is he has also fulfilled the law of God on your behalf, which means he can credit you, and he does, with keeping the law perfectly. This he has all done out of his grace. This he has done so that you are justified before your father in heaven so that you are viewed as innocent, so that you are declared righteous and holy, and so that you are heirs having the hope of eternal life. You have been baptized into Christ and have received his righteousness. You are regenerated and renewed in, in him. Jesus has not only died for you, but he has also risen for you, which means he lives for you and he reigns for you. He will come back for you. He hears your prayers, and he will usher you into his eternal kingdom. The forgiveness of sins is yours, and these things cannot be ruined or taken away from you, neither can the real Christmas. Therefore, let us rejoice this Christmas day. Whatever may have gone wrong this year, or whatever sadnesses you have faced, is swallowed up in the victory of our Lord Jesus Christ. He is always here for you. He gives you his body and his blood for you to eat and to drink so that you are united to 
our Lord Jesus Christ, and you are even united to the saints who have gone before you, who now rest from their labors. He loves you more than you can imagine. You belong to him. And so this Christmas joy never fades. Amen. Merry Christmas. Amen. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus to life everlasting. Amen. We sing as our offertory, the one that is printed in your bulletins. We stand for the offertory.